Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. In this season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. The episode this week is more of a finding yourself story than a renovation story, a story about changing your life and finding your dream home. I met my guest, Jim, as the Cardigan King on Instagram. He's a former fashion photographer turned preservationist and community development professional. We talked about his work at the Land Bank and the process of finding a place to call home. And of course, we talked a bit about his spectacular house. Here's my conversation with Jim. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on and welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. The room you're sitting in right now is, I don't really know how to describe it. It's quite lovely. It's kind of breathtaking. It's very shimmery. I really, I really enjoy it with like the shimmery is a good word. Yeah. And the golden wallpaper. Anyways, lovely. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about your house and tell me how you ended up there. It is a, uh, how would you describe it? It's kind of like a, a gambrel roof Victorian with a turret. It is an amazing, amazing building. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would definitely describe it as eclectic, um, which is one of the things that we just, of course, absolutely love about the house. Um, it was built in 1897. Um, I would describe it, uh, for being very technical here, a Dutch colonial revival Queen Anne Victorian. Whoa, that's it, a combo. It, it's, it's, yeah, because it has the turret and it has all of the different eaves and the scroll work and all the sort of confectionery elements that you would describe as a, as a Queen Anne, but it certainly has the outline of a like Dutch colonial revival house mm-hmm. um, with the gamber roof and everything that you had said. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it really is one of those kind of houses that it looks very simple, but then the more you look at it and look at all the details, it just kind of reveals itself and it's, it's very cool. Yeah, definitely. And you're in Toledo, Ohio? Correct. Yep. We're in Toledo, Ohio in a historic district. Um, and it is one of those situations where literally if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be living in Toledo, Ohio with my husband in mm-hmm. our dream Victorian home, I would have really never believed you. <laughs> where did you think you'd be in 10 years back then? I would have been in San Francisco uh, working as a fashion photographer um, for a tech company or a fashion company or or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I have a completely different background and uh, everything from where, where what I'm doing right now. So, well, so tell me about that. What are you doing right now, and how did you end up in Toledo, Ohio? Um, so right now, I work for a county nonprofit organization. Um, it's a county land bank. Basically, we operate as a, as a nonprofit, but we have uh, sort of these uh, governmental powers and we primarily acquire uh, properties through tax foreclosure. Um, mm-hmm. So unfortunately, people who have not paid their property taxes, nine times out of 10, um, it goes through that tax foreclosure process. We become the owners and then it is our duty to then do a whole number of things with the property. But basically, um, we put it back into productive use. So um, that means that we go in and we do a full inspection of the property and um, we clean it out. And then we 
put it on the market for for sale for someone to then essentially fix it up themselves. We um, sometimes renovate houses ourselves, them on the market as move-in ready. We have a whole other host of programs, but that is kind of the the gist of, of what we do. So it's 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 really really interesting work. It's really uh, work that I, I love doing and um, very fulfilling is, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, and I really love it. And every day is is different, which is cool. Yeah, that's amazing. We have a pretty robust program and uh, dedicated funding um, through state statute and everything. And we we're one of the older uh, county land banks here in Ohio. So. We have a really good, uh, like I said, robust programming and do so many different things. So did you find your house through that program originally? No. um, So so I guess I'll maybe go a little bit into my background because you had asked before. Um, So, yeah, so my husband and I are both from California, born and raised. And I uh, have my degree in um, my bachelor's of fine arts degree in uh, fashion photography and that is what I thought I would be doing with the rest of my life. And long story short, I was working for a um, a company um, doing doing photography and doing fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a uh, a very sudden and unexpected death in the family. Oh, um, sorry. And yeah, thank you. And as you tend to do with those kind of things, you sort of evaluate your life and what you're doing. And do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life? And I loved my job, but I was very overworked and, you know, I, I was looking for some sort of outlet, something different. And I was like, well, maybe I'll volunteer. I had never volunteered for a single thing in my life. And so I kind of just did a blind Google search of something that I would be interested in that wasn't my job. And I'd always loved history. And that was like the first thing that popped in my head. And so I just did a Google search for um, volunteer history organizations, San Francisco. Hmm. And I came up with, uh, one of the results was the Victorian Alliance of San Francisco. And they're like the um, oldest nonprofit preservation organization in San Francisco. And I was like, well, that sounds really cool. It does, yeah. Why, why don't I go to this meeting and just see what this is about? Like, again, totally blind, never gone to any kind of like volunteer organization meeting or anything. And from that first meeting, I was like, hooked. It was this really cool group that, again, has been around for a very long time. And they do house tours and any kind of preservation minded thing that you can think of. uh, That's what they do. And I volunteered with them for about two years or so um, and got very involved. And it was like, like I said, the light kind of just went off. And it was like, this is this is amazing. This is what I would love to like, focus on and do. And and it uh, just kind of segueing things here. But it's kind of funny, because I had volunteered with them for about a year or so. And my uh, husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, we were living in, in San Francisco in a, an apartment downtown. And we were talking about how we would maybe like to um, move someday. You know, we were having our apartment and it was very expensive. And is this what we want to be doing for the rest of our life is, is renting in San Francisco? So we um, we actually went to Savannah, Georgia for my 30th birthday. Mm, I love Savannah. That's quite a place. Yeah. Yeah. It was just just incredible. It, really magical. And if you haven't been, you, you must go. So we stayed at this Victorian bed and breakfast and it was a wonderful experience. And neither of us had any, been, ever been to a place like that. And we had, like I said, just started talking about maybe moving someday. And we had gotten to know kind of our bed and breakfast mates. And we're talking with them and, and everything. And 
we kind of mentioned, oh, we're thinking about moving and, you know, and we're kind of just exploring different areas of the country and things. And it was really funny because everyone was from Ohio <laughs> that was staying there. That is funny. It was really weird. And it kind of felt like this weird sort of, is someone trying to tell us something sort yeah. of thing? Because um, everyone was just raving about how great Ohio is. It's very affordable. There's lots of historic homes, um, all those kinds of things. And we were like, well, maybe we should check it out. So we did a uh, two-week road trip through Ohio to see if we liked it. So we uh, kind of went through different cities and decided that we liked Toledo the best. And so uh, a couple months after that, we just picked up and moved. Wow. Very adventurous. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Picked up and moved with two suitcases and our our little birdie. Oh, wow. We have have three birds now, but we had one bird at the time. So (laughs) just... Picked up and moved. And no furniture nor anything? That was it? No furniture. Nope. So it was, uh, you know, one, again, one of those things that if you had told me uh, just a year before that, that I we would just be picking up and moving out of, you know, no plans and just giving it a shot, I would have I never thought that that would have happened. Well, it seems to me there are very few opportunities or moments in life when you can do that. So I'm glad that you grabbed that. Yeah, so um, we moved here and I found my, my job with the land bank, which was great because coming from a photography tech background, it is completely different from a, a land bank or any preservation organization mm. or anything that involves housing community development. I was very fortunate they gave me a chance and that they could see like, you know, my transferable skills and all those kinds of things that this was something I was very passionate about. So, so yeah, so we rented for a couple of years. We, we weren't quite ready to, to house hunt yet, but of course, working in housing and community development, I'm always looking at houses every day, whether it's something that we own at, at my job or, or, you know, what have you. Um, and this house came on the market and we knew that it was the house as soon as we saw it. We literally, I think that was the first thing my husband said was, that's a house, that's it. Mm-hmm. But we weren't quite ready to buy and so we said, it was somewhere around September, I think. And so we said, well, I think we'll start actually seriously looking in the spring. And if it's still available in the springtime, let's look at it. And it was. Mm. And so we, we, um, we came here and, and looked at the, the house. And it was like the most idyllic spring day um, with the, the blossoms blooming in the trees in the front yard. And it was just like, it, it was it. This was the house, you know. Mm. So we... Um, Made an offer a couple of days later. Wow. Okay, great. I'm glad that I'm so glad that worked out. And did you get married in the house? We did. We did. We got married um, in front of the fireplace in the parlor. Yeah, that's so nice. It, it was really, really wonderful. Um, you know, we we just celebrated our, our 10 year anniversary. And, you know, we always said that, you know, we were going to get married and we didn't know when it was going to happen. And with the pandemic and everything. And we had celebrated 10 years. We were just kind of like, well, let's, let's just, let's just get married and we'll do it at home. We now have our home and Hmm. we just, you know, have a small little ceremony and uh, we planned it in like three weeks and it was, it was really wonderful. It was really intimate. And again, not something I ever thought that I would do is get married in my home. Um, Mm -hmm. But here we are. Yeah. Well, that's my kind of wedding. Three weeks in a beautiful house. I don't know, kind of it's it's kind of a little more meaningful, I think, having it maybe in your house with more less people and the whole thing. Yeah, it was it was just it's just kind of wonderful to be able to walk down the stairs every day. And then I know it sounds very cheesy, but, you know, walk down the stairs every day and see the 
thought that we got married. And, yeah, no, it's not you know. cheesy. I mean, it's like connected to your life. When was this? This was a couple of years ago or? When we got married? No, I mean, when did you buy the house? Oh, um, we bought the house in um, May of 2021. Okay. And how was mm-hmm. its condition? It's in a re- remarkably really good condition. Um, good. You know, the owners, previous owners and throughout the generations, you know, took really good care of it. There is so much originality to this home that um, I was really quite astounded when we walked through, you know, it has all of its original windows. It has so many Victorian features that people who love old houses love. It has an original butler's pantry with its original zinc countertops. Um, it, it just all, all these cool, really cool features that you just don't see, you know, it yeah. still has. And in the forties, it was turned into a multifamily, um, uh-huh. you know, so it's one of those things that, you know, uh, it's amazing that all this, these things survived when it, it, it went through that process during the mid-century that so many of these older homes went through. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so. very lucky. So then eventually it was turned back to a single family, unless it's still, is it still apartments or is it single family now? It's single family now. Um, the uh, people who bought the house in roughly 1971, uh, they are the ones that converted it back into a single family. Mm. It sounds like they did a careful job of it. They really did. Um, they were um, fierce preservationists in their own right. Um, they were the, uh, like, they helped to get this district on the National Register. Mm. Uh, they did all these sorts of preservation things and really, really took care of this home. Is that who you bought it from? Um, no, uh, there had been two subsequent owners um, after them. And the people that we bought it from had been here since the mid-90s. Okay. So, a while. Okay, so are you planning on making any changes or improvements or anything um aside from the major just regular maintenance of, of a big old, big old house like this um no we're going to keep everything pretty much the same mm. just you know your typical refinishing floors and plaster restoration and all those kinds of things but no like knocking down walls yeah you know? no knocking down walls no i can't no. i can't imagine that you would I mean, you wouldn't probably need to. It looks like it's pretty. How how big is the house? Uh, it's forty four hundred square feet. Yes, that's pretty big. It's a good size. Yeah, and so it looks like it has a pretty good size third floor. Even when I look at it from the from the outside. Yeah, the third floor. Um, it was originally uh, servants' quarters that was uh, converted in the seventies when that family had bought the house to a like a a multi space like um, it's called a, they call it the ballroom now um mm-hmm. but it it is just a big wide open incredible space that previous owners used to host like big movie nights up there oh, nice. um so it's kind of decked out with a bunch of like theater seating and it, it's it's really kind of interesting it is like uh, you know in the 60s and 70s there was that sort of victorian revival with fashion and, and those kinds of things and you could definitely see it in the what we call the ballroom. Um, there is just like it's basically purple and black and gold mm. um, with sort of uh, Art Nouveau, Alphonse Mucha, um, like illustrations like hung up everywhere and <laughs> like glass chandeliers and um, uh, there's a piano. and Sounds pretty impressive. It's kind of fancy. It is. <laughs> it is very fancy. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as ballrooms should be. They should be pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. So basically, you found a house that was in very good condition beyond just maintenance. You don't have to, you didn't have to do any, anything to it. Yeah, we really, really lucked out. How come it was on the market so long, do you think? Just because it was a big house? 
Yeah, I think that it's kind of was dumb luck a little bit because, you know, we live in a, like I said, a historic district that everyone, you know, loves to, loves to be in. It's five minutes from downtown. Um, it's right next to the art museum. And I think that it was on the market for so long because a combination of bad listing photos mm. um, and um, the home, previous homeowners were had decorated very um, moody Victorian, uh, everything that we love about, about uh, Victorian homes and decorating and everything. Um, it was perfect for us. We were like, oh, these are our, our people. <laughs> but the, the modern buyer is not yeah. necessarily going to be interested in that. Um, so I think it was the combination of the photos and how they had decorated mm. that well, probably didn't didn't help. Well, but lucky it was you. Good for us. But maybe yeah. that's an interesting way to, I don't know, hand off your house to the next person who you know will take care of it in the same way that you did. If you can attract them through mm-hmm. the aesthetic, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it's an mm-hmm. appropriate aesthetic to the house. Because, right, as we know, all sorts of things happen to these houses after. Uh, especially the wall removal, which is one of those things that mm-hmm. I am asked to do a lot because of my job. So, right, I try to dissuade people from that action, especially if it's load bearing, right? <laughs> well, if it's load bearing, you can still, you know, you can still make an opening. You just need it to be not the whole wall or a beam right. going in or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't always win those arguments, or my persuasion skills are not good enough, I guess. So I have, I have to admit, I have been involved in some removal of walls, which in my past, in my past. But uh, Mm -hmm. so do you have any advice for people looking for old houses or trying to um, bring them back to life or anything like that? Do you see that in your work a lot? Yeah. You know, the the two things that we see every day, of course, at at my job at the land bank is foundation and roof. Mm. Those are the two, two big things, right? Um, If I think that if you, if you can stop water from, uh, getting into your basement or seeping in from from the roof, you know you're you're pretty well taken care of. That's that's the two two big things, right? right. Um, water can just ruin everything. Water's amazing how powerful it is. That that's that you know in securing your your envelope is what we always say to we uh, one of our programming um, at the Land Bank is called our Home Preservation Initiative that I help manage. Um, and essentially we can come out and give homeowners free advice as to um, how to maintain their home. It doesn't necessarily have to be historic, but traditionally it, it is an older home and some people just don't know where to, where to start with, with uh, something. And, you know, sometimes it's something like they, they want to get a brand new kitchen and we come out there and say, you know, yeah, you can get a new kitchen, but you probably should get your roof replaced because you have a leak in your bedroom ceiling or something like that. So, right. you know, just taking care of the, the main the main important things, your envelope of your home. Yeah. It's going to keep you there a lot longer. That's very true. And it'll be much more comfortable to live in. Yes. Right. We'll Anybody see. who just wants to pack a suitcase yeah. and walk away from their overworked life. Do you have any that yeah. kind of life advice? Uh, you know, yes, I would say do it. Why do you know, if you get the chance and you're in a lucky enough space that you, you can do that, I, I, I definitely suggest it. You know, one of the things that we had told our families was, you know, who, the, the, you know, my family had been in California for a long time, and uh, Tim's family for a while. And, you know, they, you know, why are you moving to Ohio? Why do you want to move to Ohio? And, you know, we can, you guys can hate it. And I, we'd say, yeah, well, 
we we could, or we could we could hate moving to New York or anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. We can always move somewhere else. We don't have to stay there, you know. And, and taking that chance is it, it's something again that I never thought I would do in my entire life. And here we are, and I'm really happy that we did it because we have our our dream. We have ended up in our dream home that we would never in a, literally a million years be able to afford. Yeah, you know people. People always would would say to us when we, right after we moved here, well, why did you move to Toledo? Why did you move to Ohio? And the the joke was always, well, we wanted to buy a house before we're seventy five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's and, yeah, that's but no it's joke. Kind of the truth. It is the truth. Yeah. It is, yeah. You know, yeah. So tell people how they can follow along with your experience. So I am the Cardigan King on Instagram. It's kind of funny how I came up with that, being the of uh, uh, someone from. The San Francisco Bay Area um, cardigans are, are a, a necessity. I'm going to look into your land bank. I think it's a great model. Maybe they do do it around here and I just don't know about it, but I don't. The one on Martha's Vineyard, the land bank that I know about, has been buying up the houses and tearing them down. So, Yeah, I think the, the land bank model is really dependent on you know economics and what state you're in because state law varies of course um so there are different powers that different land banks can have um so it yeah it really just depends on on where you are interesting well thank you so much jim i'm talking to you and i do love your house thank you me too thank you so much for listening to the podcast i invite you to join me over on instagram you can find me at talking home renovations there other ways to get in touch are in the show notes Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is proud to be part of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. You can check out my other show, Context and Clarity, which is for people who run a small service firm, architecture or otherwise. Check out that show and all the other shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Until next time, take it easy.